Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Police chiefs share thoughts on school resource officers. I'm Melissa Howell. Snow falls in the Los Angeles area while thousands are still without power following a powerful winter storm. It's 3 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Steel. I'm Matt Piper in New York. A major section of Michigan remains without power for a fourth day in a row after an intense ice storm brings freezing temperatures to the state. WWMT-TV's Ali Jennerjan is there. Thousands of homes without power. We've seen over 250,000 uh, homes and businesses cumulatively lose power. Vice President of Electric Distribution Engineering Gregory Salisbury says they have 500 line crews working to restore power. ICE has taken down over 8,000 lines, some of the highest that we've seen in recent years. He says the majority of homes should see their lights back on come Monday night. Moving to the west, up to a dozen inches of snow falls in parts of Southern California after a historic winter storm there. KCBS-TV's Laurie Perez. It's my first in my lifetime, so I didn't play in the snow a lot. And not just like eight-year-old lifetimes. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I, again, 25 years, I've never seen it like this where you can pick it up off the ground and make a snowball. 28-year-old Joshua Yanez drove from Glendale to see snow for the first time ever. What do you think? It's amazing. I can't. I don't know. I'm like a little kid again. President Vladimir Putin says Russia had no choice but to take into account the nuclear capabilities of NATO as the U.S.-led military alliance was seeking the defeat of Russia. So he says it comes as his war in Ukraine now enters year two. Correspondent Charlie Daggett is there. The sheer courage of Ukraine soldiers and civilians alike has become legendary. When Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky made that defiant televised address after the invasion began, saying, When you attack us, you will see our faces, not our backs. The fact is, they were facing one of the most powerful armies in the world. Day one of the invasion began with a brutal firefight that would prove pivotal early in the defense of Kyiv. And more weapons and armored vehicles are on the way to Ukraine from Western powers. Former NBA star Dwayne Wade and his wife, actress Gabrielle Union, win the President's Award at BET's NAACP Image Awards. It's humbling to stand here surrounded by friends and heroes, OGs and icons, all working to advance the lives of black people and pay respect to an organization that has led us through over a century of relentless challenge, pain, triumph, and change. The award show was brought back in person for the first time since 2020. This is CBS News. Find tools for the job site. Or- it's 303. Sunday, February 26, 2023, the high today, 60 degrees. 
Good morning. I'm Stephanie Gaines Bryant. The top local stories we're following this hour. The Lincoln Memorial provided the backdrop for a rally to support Ukraine. Those gathered marking one year since the Russian invasion. God bring people of Ukraine. People prayed, cheered, and chanted for Ukraine. And when asked her thoughts, 10-year-old Maya Ayer from Morristown, New Jersey, said Ukrainians don't deserve what's happened to them. It's just an, an attack on innocent people who have done nothing but just lived their own lives. The crowd heard from Ukrainian ambassador to the United States, Oksana Makarova, who said Ukraine's plan remains unchanged since the first day of the Russian invasion a year ago. More weapons, more support to Ukraine, and more sanctions to Russia. Dick Uliano, WTOP News. See more coverage on WTOP.com. The end of the lawmaking session in Richmond. Lawmakers passed an energy bill in skinny budget as the session ends. The politically divided Virginia General Assembly passed major energy legislation in a stopgap budget bill. Today marks the end of the regular 46-day calendar. They disagreed on the $1 billion in tax cuts. Governor Glenn Youngkin wanted. They're still working on it uh, in in the future. Should D.C. police be part of D.C.'s public schools? A hot topic among local politicos. The school resource officer program has been reduced to 40 officers for all charter and public schools. I think that this is one of the biggest mistakes that we've made as a city that we will regret. D.C. Police Chief Robert Conti speaking during the D.C. Police Oversight Hearing held by the Committee on the Judiciary and Public Safety. Nikita Stewart with KIPP D.C. says the best way to ensure collaborations between police and schools schools is to fully fund the SRO program. The phase SRO reduction supported by this council is making it more difficult for schools to keep students safe. Ahuefa Ananuko from ACLU DC pushed for proactive alternatives. Anything they do is going to be after an incident occurs. The committee will review comments and determine next steps. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. If you see lots of emergency responders around Metro's Wheaton Station today, it's a drill. Metro and Montgomery County emergency responders hold full-scale emergency exercises at Wheaton Station from opening until approximately 2 p.m. The exercise will simulate real-world conditions to test the operational and evacuation coordination and intra-agency communication between NTMTPD, Montgomery County Fire and Rescue Service, Montgomery County Police, Metro Rail and Metro Bus Operators, and on-scene responders and support personnel. Metro will notify customers when normal service resumes via email, text message, and social media. A Baltimore Circuit Court judge has ordered the release of a report that details abuse by priests in Baltimore, 150 in all. That spans decades. Judge Robert Taylor said he ordered the more than 500-page redacted report release because the victims suffered from decades of systematic injustice. And the only form of justice that now may be available is a public reckoning. Of the accused priests named in the report, most have been previously publicly identified by the Baltimore Archdiocese, but 43 have not, according to the ruling. They will be among those included on the list, along with the others facing accusations of abuse and involvement in subsequent cover-ups. Dan Ronan, WTOP News. Coming up after traffic and weather, former President Carter's illness shed some light on hospice care.
307. KBR's highly experienced and highly cleared team is ready to solve today's challenges while preparing for tomorrow's threats. For more than 50 years, KBR has been trusted by the Department of Defense and Intel community to provide mission-critical science, technology, and engineering solutions. As global demands change and markets transform, KBR delivers innovative results to advance defense and national security interests on land, at sea, in the air, space, and cyberspace. KBR, the team behind the mission. For more information, visit KBR.com. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. It's 308. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s to Carlos Ramirez in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Very good morning to you. We'll start off on the outer loop of the Beltway. Soon after the Little River Turnpike, we did have that crash that was blocking a couple lanes. As of now, looking at the camera, they have confined all that activity over to the far right-hand side of the roadway. They're only blocking that far right shoulder. However, there are a handful of emergency vehicles there, and they are in the process of trying to remove that uh, vehicle that did bump into the guardrail. It is possible that they shut down that right lane later on as they try to get a tow truck out there, but as of this very moment, it looks like everything is still on the shoulder. Just be careful as you head down towards Braddock Road. Inner loop of the Beltway looks good past 66 and up towards the American Legion Bridge. No issues on 66 between the Beltway and out towards Centerville. However, if you're headed westbound just past the Prince William Parkway, you will find that the right lane is currently blocked headed towards 29 Lee Highway. Eastbound side of 66 looks great all the way to the Beltway. No issues. I-95 looks good. 395 looks great. And in Maryland, the westbound side of 50 on your approach towards 295, the BW Parkway and Kenilworth Avenue. That left lane is blocked with an accident scene. We were also hearing reports of a crash on the eastbound side of New York Avenue right after Bladensburg Road. As I always mention, especially on Saturday nights, there are an awful lot of events uh, and venues in this area. So Bladensburg Road and New York Avenue, right at that intersection, you're going to see a lot of folks leaving the area. And again, eastbound side has that crash. Be cautious and watch out for pedestrians out and about as well. K Street Northwest, hearing about this crash just a few moments ago. K Street right at the intersection for 29th Street. Got a crash there. Minimal delays, plenty of work around, so you should be fine as far as that's concerned. Just be cautious and watch out for any emergency vehicles in your rear views. In Maryland, 95, BW Parkway, and 50 all up to speed. Hey, can you sing? At Nick's Riverside Grill, Tuesday karaoke nights, you can sing it your way from 7 to 10. Nick's, come for the karaoke, stay for the great cocktails, food, and river views. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Now to Storm Team 4 meteorologist Steve Prince of Valley. The weekend got off to a wintry start, but it will end on a spring note. Early on this Sunday, mostly cloudy and chilly. We start in the 30s across the WTOP listening area by the afternoon. Topping off in the upper 50s as clouds give way to sunshine, a nice breeze, and warmer temperatures. Sunday night is mostly clear and cold. We're into the upper 20s in our coldest suburbs, probably upper 30s in the district. Heading into Monday, turns unsettled. We'll call it mostly cloudy or becoming mostly cloudy with some showers arriving. Temperatures lower 50s, maybe an early shower Tuesday, then gradual clearing, breezy, warmer, middle 60s. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Steve Prince of Valley. 35 degrees outside the WTOP studios brought to you by Long Fence. Save 20% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It's 3-11.
Online tributes have been rolling in for former President Carter after we learned the 98-year-old has entered hospice care at home following a recent series of hospital stays. Politicians, celebrities, and groups have praised the one-time Democrat who has led an exemplary life of public service long after he left the White House. As WTOP's Dimitri Sotis hears from Health Affairs Editor-in-Chief Alan Weil, Carter is also being praised for shedding light on hospice care itself. It is a shift from focusing on trying to cure whatever illness you may have to having the best quality of life possible in the life that remains. It's a focus on peace and comfort and avoiding pain, preparing the family. It's a more social and holistic approach to the end of life than rushing into a hospital where one more thing is done that is very intrusive and may or may not extend life by what could be just a matter of days. I, of course, don't know President Carter, but it feels consistent with the values that I've seen expressed in his life that he would focus on family and peace rather than heroic measures where the ultimate outcome uh, is going to be unchanged. This is the product of an evolution in thinking that just as when we know a new baby is on the way, there are gifts and celebrations and get togethers. We are starting to acknowledge perhaps more organically that death should not be seen as this unexpected and horrible thing in all cases. Do you think that that evolution in thinking is coming more from the medical community or maybe more from our society at large, how people are changing their thoughts about the end of life? Most clinicians are still focused very much on cure. That's what they were trained to do. Death can be viewed as a failure. There is a field of palliative care that is growing rapidly, but is still much smaller than it needs to be given the age of the population. I would say the move toward focusing on improving the experience of the end of life comes both from forward-looking clinicians and from family members who have experiences that they believe either were disappointing or were excellent and enable them to be advocates for this sort of care. The number of people on Medicare who use the hospice benefit is growing rapidly. So there is, I believe, culturally a growing understanding of the benefits. Health Affairs Editor-in-Chief Alan Weil on Skype. Coming up, people continue to shop despite inflation. What will that lead to? It's 3.13. Don't you wish your life came with a warning app? Stop. That dog does not want to be petted. Just a little heads up before something bad happens. Move your coffee cup away from your computer. Oh, no, 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 no. So you can have more control. Stop. You're texting your boss by mistake. Uh-oh. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes like managing your weight, getting active, stopping smoking, and eating healthier, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. It's easy to learn your risk. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Warning, the cap is loose on that catch-up. Ugh. Don't wait. You have the power to change the outcome. Visit doihaveprediabetes.org today. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Sports at 15 and 45 powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. 
Think Red. Now to Frank Hammerhand. Great way to kick off the MLS season for DC United with a come from behind 3-2 victory over Toronto FC at Audi Field. Down 2-1 to in extra time. Two goals scored by DC getting the victory. 1-0 on the very young MLS season. DC United with that 3-2 win over Toronto FC at Audi Field. College Hoops, tough one for Virginia Tech, getting blasted at Duke. Number six, Virginia, upset by North Carolina down in Tobacco Road. In Foggy Bottom, GW beats LaSalle. George Mason goes on the road and tops Dayton. Navy falls to Colgate. Howard was a loser at North Carolina Central. Capitals routing the Rangers 6-3 on Saturday afternoon to snap a six-game losing skid. T.J. Oshie, Evgeny Kuznetsov, two goals apiece. Wilson Milano also scoring for the Caps. Turn right around, visit Buffalo on Sunday afternoon. Wizards visit Chicago Sunday as well. No Chris Stapps for Zingas. Ford ruled out because of knee soreness. That's when their spring training opener on Saturday, taking care of St. Louis 3-2. XFL DC defenders beating Vegas. Vegas, 18 to 6 of Frank Hanrahan, WTOP Sports. It's 316. Americans are shopping and spending money on entertainment and eating in restaurants, despite inflation remaining high. That could lead to more inflation. Inflation is hitting a lot of families hard. But in a sign of a strong economy, Americans' personal spending rose 1.8% in January. Consumers are spending. They're tolerating the higher prices because they're confident about their jobs and their wages. Teresa Gillarducci is a professor of economics at the new school. Prices may still go up if consumers' tolerance of those prices um, does continue. But there are worries about whether this will push the Fed to continue to raise interest rates, raising the likelihood of a recession. That's CBS News correspondent Michael George. Maryland lawmakers are steps to stepping to wind down prepaid college tuition plans. Maryland Matters reports they'll introduce a bill next week that would shift oversight of Maryland's troubled college savings plan to the state's treasurer's department. Last year, the 529 board suspend the 529 board suspended interest payments on the prepaid tuition accounts. And an accounting glitch surfaced when the agency switched from one outside vendor to another and family account balances could not be resolved. Coming up after traffic and weather, the top stories we're following for you this hour. The world marked the one-year anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. On the battlefield, it was another day. A powerful winter storm hits the Los Angeles area, and thousands are without power. We'll have these stories coming up in just minutes. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Carlos Ramirez in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you, Stephanie. We'll go ahead and start off on Route 50. If you're headed on the westbound side, this is inside the Beltway. On your approach towards 201 in Kenilworth Avenue, they do have that far left lane shut down with an accident scene. Minimal delays, almost no delays, to be honest with you. So just make sure you stay towards the center or towards the far right-hand side of the roadway as you continue down towards New York Avenue. Now, we did hear reports of an accident scene on the eastbound side of New York Avenue soon after Bladensburg Road. Unfortunately, I don't have eyes on it, but I do see a delay, so be extra cautious through that area and follow police direction as necessary. Beltway traffic looks good. 
I-95 and the BW Parkway between the beltways are up to speed. Uh, no issues to report in Virginia as far as I-95 is concerned. 66 has that right lane blocked after the Prince William Parkway. It won't slow you down any. Just stay over to the left-hand side to get by. Eastbound 66 looks glorious all the way to the beltway. No issues. Eastbound side of the Dulles Toll Road. The ramp to the inner loop of the beltway, that is to say the ramp to northbound 495, is shut down. It is closed. You cannot head northbound on 495 from the eastbound side of the Dulles Toll Road, and it will remain that way till about 7 in the morning. So what you're going to want to do is find an alternate route. My suggestion all night has basically been to take Route 7. There are a few other options as well, of course, but just depends on where you're headed. Inside the beltway, 66 looks good. So does 395. 1-866-304-WTOP is the traffic tip line. I'm Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Now to Storm Team 4 meteorologist Steve Prince of Valley. Early on this Sunday, it'll be a mostly cloudy and chilly start in the 30s, but by the afternoon, a great finish to your weekend and the day. Upper 50s, the high with clouds giving way to sunshine, a nice breeze, and warmer temperatures. Sunday night looks mostly clear and cold. I would say mid to upper 30s will do it in Washington, but upper 20s in some of our coldest suburbs. Monday, mostly cloudy. Another round of showers arriving. Highs will be in the lower 50s. Maybe a leftover shower early Tuesday, then gradual clearing. Breezy warmer, middle 60s. I'm Storm Team 4, meteorologist Steve Prince of Valley. 35 degrees outside the WTOP studios, brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Coming up on WTOP... Quality and quantity continue to count when it comes to sleep and your health. I'm Ian Kramer. It's 3.20. Here's Rebecca Hersman, the director of the Defense Threat Reduction Agency, on the discussion, Tackling Government Challenges Through Science and Technology, sponsored by Noblis. DTRA has a global footprint. We're present in actually more than 50 countries around the world. We have forward station personnel with all of our combatant commands. Part of what we really try to do is get out there in the communities and engage our partners. Listen to the entire discussion on federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Noblis. Tackling national challenges that continue to rise and change rapidly can be difficult. Noblis can help. Noblis brings together the best of science, technology, and engineering to solve complex challenges like improving transportation and infrastructure systems, countering threats from weapons of mass destruction, and enhancing the operability of naval surface ships. For 25 years, Noblis has been an innovator with the federal government, investing in advanced R&D, enriching lives, and making our nation safer. Noblis, for the best of reasons. Visit noblis.org to learn more. Cancer can feel like something we can't do anything about, but you can. There are screening tests that can catch cancer early when it may be easier to treat. Begin cervical screening at age 25. At 45, start colorectal and breast screening. At 50, discuss lung screening with a doctor. Find resources for free and low-cost screening at cancer.org slash get screened. This is a public service message from the American Cancer Society. This is WTOP News. It's 322. Not getting enough sleep. New research shows that if you don't, you'll suffer. The researchers found that those who have insomnia were 69% more likely to have a heart attack with those at greatest risk who only get five or fewer hours of sleep a night. The study published in Clinical Cardiology also found those who have insomnia and have high blood pressure, diabetes, or cholesterol are at even higher risk of having a heart attack. 
Insomnia includes trouble falling asleep, staying asleep, or getting good quality sleep. Scientists say more women than men have insomnia, and it impacts about 10 to 30 percent of us overall. The author of the study wants people to know insomnia is more of a life choice and no longer just an illness. Her advice? Make sleep a priority. Get seven to eight hours of quality sleep. Sleep in a room that is dark and quiet and cooler and put away the phone. Ann Kramer, WTOP News. A D.C. suburb is number one when it comes to the most ethnically diverse places in the country. It's Germantown, Maryland. Wallet Hub, the personal finance website, says they chose that Montgomery County area based on ethnicity and race, language, and birthplace. Gaithersburg, Silver Spring, and Rockville also came high on this year's list. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, more than 38% of people living in Germantown were born in another country, which is more than double the national average. Shana Stulen. WTOP News. A new study shows loss of smell is a telltale sign of becoming frail. At Johns Hopkins, I'm Elizabeth Tracy. Testing your sense of smell as you age may soon be part of a routine health assessment if research from a Johns Hopkins study associating loss of smell with the development of frailty is confirmed. Nicholas Rowan, a Hopkins otolaryngologist and one author of the study, says assessing smell clinically would be fairly straightforward. Perhaps what's happening at the level of our nose is much like what happens in our body peripherally, like when we start to get up slow from a chair, where we walk slow, or we start to lose weight, or we don't have as much energy. We know that the losses of the smell, it's one of the first things that happens when you have Parkinson's or Alzheimer's dementia. Perhaps smell is somewhere on this continuum with the physical frailty phenotype. In addition to looking at people's weight, looking at their grip strength, walking speed, things that we've known for a long, long period of time that are known to be bad for you, perhaps losing your the smell is. Rowan says it's not known whether intervention can reverse this decline. At Johns Hopkins, I'm Elizabeth Tracy. A Charles County Middle School student was hospitalized after a possible overdose. The sheriff's office says the student went to the school nurse after complaining of having chest pain. That student was then taken to the hospital. It's 325. Money news at 25 and 55. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. The air travel recovery thus far has been impressive when it comes to demand. We've got more people now working for us than we had in uh, 2019. And Robin Hayes, CEO of JetBlue Airways, tells Bloomberg that although there have been hiccups in travel, such as last December's holiday meltdown affecting thousands of flights, he's proud of his airline, the industry, and the FAA. The U.S. has a very safe industry. You know, the FAA has done a tremendous job. Uh, The airlines are very committed to that partnership. Having said that, Hayes says the FAA needs to do two things. First, we have to get our controllers fully staffed. What will happen if there's a shortage of controllers? We'll just see more delays and and cancellations. Second, Hayes says airlines have invested or are investing in major technology upgrades, and the FAA has promised over the next several years to do the same. We've got satellite communications, we've got data coming in the cockpits, everyone's trained to use it, but we need to get the FAA further forward, if you like. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Andrew O'Day on WTOP. Southern California has a rare winter storm. We'll have the details. It's 326. 
Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Act Council. I'm just texting him back. I'm just posting a story. I'm just changing the song. I'm just... No. When it comes to...